0: You're listening to the A Scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, I just recorded the silence already for you, Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. Uh, did you have a nice July the 4th? I did. I'm pre- I'm I'm actually, uh, if anything bad was to happen during this podcast, I would probably be all right.
1: You'd be it's, all right. Uh, I was not, not going to mention this issue. At this the movement. elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant <laughs> on your head. Let me just describe what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the man I've been looking at for many years. Since 1999. And your head has changed. The top of your head is now a perched has a perch upon it. <laughs> a bike helmet that you're wearing while we're recording.
0: I'm testing it out. And the only
1: reason is I bought it for you for your birthday, which is... Oh no. You're safe. You're safe if you fall off that chair. <laughs> you, I bought it for your birthday, and we got it today. I didn't realize what it was, and I opened the box, and then there it was. So I gave it to you. And now you are testing its safety by...
0: By the end of this <laughs> intro, it will be off my head because yeah. I'm getting warm. <laughs> um, it's a... Gyro mm-hmm. Ravel helmet. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm We're fine. not
1: sponsored by anybody, so you're just saying that because you like it so far. Yeah. Let's just hope you never ever have to know if it works.
0: True. You've already taken it off. Yeah, I was getting hot. <laughs>
1: Imagine on it. a hot day then out in the sun with that beam down your head, you're gonna be so hot. We'll see. I'm not against wearing helmets. I'm just not sure I'm gonna be able to when my time comes to if our rides are pretty tame at the moment. I find Speak for yourself. I don't ride fast. We're not, we not—we don't ride on the side of a mountain or anything.
0: No, but I do ride. I was riding it the other day when I did some fast. I was doing 14 mile an hour down the thing, down the trail. And uh, there was one instance where a turtle was in the middle of the road and I had to swerve a little bit. And I, I, I just think in those moments, holy shit, I could end up in that ditch. True. Pretty easily at a fast speed. That would really hurt, wouldn't it?
1: But it's not lined with like big boulders or anything. I'm not I'm
0: no, I know you can over the angle True. You can get
1: hurt no matter what. Yeah. I don't I understand this on a logical level. True. But I have a big fat chin, and so any strap under my chin feels just like this, like somebody's taking their hand and shoving it up under my throat. I hate it. It makes me feel like I want to cut my head off. And I'm not claustrophobic, I'm not afraid of tight spaces, I love tanning beds, I'm fine in a closet, I'm good in a box, I don't care. <laughs> Tiny rooms do not bother me. Uh But having a helmet strapped up under my chin makes me, I just have to keep, even that day I borrowed, I rented one, I had to keep tugging. And it wasn't tight or anything, I could get my fingers in it, it
0: just drove me insane. It so. doesn't seem to bother me, but I'll know after I've yeah. rode for about an hour.
1: And maybe if I get to riding and I've got it on, it won't occur to me. It'll just become part of my
0: clothing. What I'm really interested in is people... These I've got one with the the ones where it's got 25 vents on it or something. It's got a lot of holes. So I'm interested to see how... They say it gives you a cooling effect when you're riding fast. I'm not sure about that. So I'll be interested to see how You're I'll easily
1: out. influenced by what people say, but whatever.
0: True. So... <laughs> um, it is Saturday, July the 11th. It isn't, actually. And Saturday, July the 11th uh, is a uh, particularly special day. It's a national holiday. Special, after the show, uh, AceGully.com day. Because it is my birthday. And this year, I will be 25.
1: 25? <laughs> that yes. shirt's 25, I think, that you're wearing right there. Yes. <laughs> so, you're not
0: 25. No, I'll be 46 this year, and...
1: You're just a child. That day... You're so much younger than me. (laughs) True.
0: That day will be my birthday, so we decided to record slightly early this week. So you'll be listening to this after my birthday, so I hope you sent me a happy birthday wish.
1: They'll be listening to it after your birthday no matter what. I don't know why you have this weird space-time continuum with your podcasts, but whatever.
0: So, this is after the show number 384... The movie we're looking at this week, because we're a movie review podcast, we look at a Blu-ray each week, and this week's Blu-ray is It Follows. It's a 2014 movie, will be released on the 14th of July, so you can pick it up on Tuesday. It's rated R, it's from our friends at Anchor Bay and Stars Entertainment, and Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of It Follows.
1: It is, uh, it is... (laughs) Um, a thing that is scary attaches itself in some way to an individual until that individual has sex with someone else. True. And then it attaches itself to them. Attached not physically like upon you, but attaches as in it will follow you by walking. It follows. From any particular distance, no matter where you go, it will just walk across this earth. No one else can see it.
0: And when it gets you, it will do something. Don't
1: tell it. No, I won't tell you right now. Spoilers. But
0: we're going into the spoiler territory. Big
1: spoilers, because you can't tell this movie. You can't
0: talk about this movie. The review will have spoilers. So go and watch It Follows and come back. Well, actually, it's not out yet. So wait until it comes out. Go and get it. And then maybe you saw it in the theaters. Who knows? Anyway, It Follows. Let me get into It Follows. It's not
1: exactly earth-shattering revelation
0: when whatever happens, happens. Can I say? You can say whatever you want. It Follows. Um, I really loved this movie. <laughs> now, another movie that we saw this year, starring the star of this movie, Malika Monroe, was, um, The Guest. Which also has a similar vibe to this movie, even though it's not a horror movie. The Guest isn't a horror movie, but it does have that 80s, 70s vibe. And this movie also does. Now, the trailer for this movie says that it's the most groundbreaking horror movie since Cabin in the Woods. You disagree? I disagree with that, also.
1: I do. Cabin in the Woods just stands yeah, alone. Yeah, because really. it's
0: got a Cabin in the Woods has is, is got more of a big super twist to it, whereas this is more of a just messing with the. You know, it's just something new. I, I've never seen this subject dealt with in a horror movie.
1: What subject is that?
0: Just a, uh, whatever it is, an it that is passed on through sexual contact. I don't believe well, I've that seen that. Well, that
1: specifically, no. But, I mean, the idea of a thing that haunts a person or is in a house or follows a person like a poltergeist or from, like, uh, Blackwater, which hangs around an apartment building, or the one which was Japanese and they remade it where something bad happens
0: in a house. The ring? And it sticks.
1: Um, That's
0: kind of like that, isn't it? I'm
1: not sure at all. I'm not sure about that.
0: The rings about the rings—the one where it's you watch the videotape. True. Yeah, yeah. that was like the. And it scares you to death or whatever.
1: Yeah. So that's not a new concept. They've Mm -hmm. just figured out a different, a little bit different way.
0: Now I uh, to present when the menu came on for this, you know, the Blu-ray menu, and it had some music playing. I said to you, "I probably get this music has got me already. It's like it's like a John Carpenter theme." Like one of his old 70s, you know, Assault on Precinct 13. It's is that. And The Guest <laughs> also did that.
1: <laughs> and there's
0: something about that that does something to me. And it, it's it's nostalgic and it's slightly frightening. And, it's because
1: we were impressionable at the time. Yeah. And that it planted brings back in your mind. That. Yeah, exactly.
0: So I want to say about It Follows, I think it's a really, I really, really enjoyed this film. It was like a, it's like a, I know we see a lot of horror films we've seen a lot of horror films, the conjuring recently. Uh, I mean the Annabelle one that we just saw not great. No, that's what I'm saying, and this strikes me as great compared to other horror films I've seen in recent memory. I'm not talking about the classics going all the way back
1: It's not great but I think but it's it, good.
0: I think it's really like a quality it's got the. The vibe of the movie is really unsettling to me all the time. Like, it's, it's, even though this movie's not like super gross or super even scary, it is in parts because you don't know. And more of what I think about is what makes it scary when I'm like, okay, imagine I am, imagine this thing.
1: I think that the hook of it is what cheapens it a lot. It's like somebody said, Oh my god, what if you got haunted because you like fuck somebody? That'd be hilarious. And then go from there. That's what cheapens it to me.
0: No, I I like that concept, but I kept thinking, thinking, you know, you could pick it and go, like, oh, is there some holes in that? So, okay, I've got it, and uh, it's following me, and I just have to pass it on. So I'm going to have sex with a, a hooker. Right, but the
1: thing about having sex with the person to do it, how is that? I have no explanation why that is, and it just seems like a lazy way to do it. Like, wouldn't it be hilarious, or wouldn't it be weird Instead of having any explanation for it and not, and even the thing itself, you know, we, we see it in all different shapes. It's all different kinds of people. It's her father. It's her, yeah,
0: so, yeah. you
1: know, it's all different. It can be any, look like anybody.
0: It looks like somebody. Nobody anything. else.
1: Anything. It, hmm. People you don't know. People yeah. You do know, but none of that also explains. And I'm not saying I need an answer for everything, but to make it so it doesn't seem cheap and lazy, which I think that one thing about the movie is my, and if it had an explanation around it, of any kind, even like the most brief explanation. Now when the one does the thing to the guy that kind of explains it, that it's just driven by that but then what is it about having sex with another person that moves it along? So that's the only thing. Other than that, I thought it was really well paced and kind of interesting the way everybody wasn't it wasn't your standard hate no, everybody. It, it wasn't, wasn't your obnoxious group of teens, none of that. So that was good. And the music, I did really like, and I don't normally even notice. And, and it's ca- and it's. I don't know if it's good to notice the music because it was very. It's prominent. overpowering music. It is, yeah.
0: But it also because the way it's mixed and they really use loudness of the in this movie. I may mean, I add it on my normal volume that we always watch it on. Yet the music seemed too loud, like in parts, but. It added to the vibe of it. I'm like, because you know something's coming, or even when some, even when it's coming, the it, when it starts to come, there's like a there's do- just a well up, isn't there? It? It's like, like boom, 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 yeah, boom, yeah. You just, and it creates something in you. And some people say, oh, that's lazy when you use yeah. music to conjure up a feeling, but I think it's effective, and it was effective in this movie all the time. And it wasn't just the sound; it was the camera work. It was all very style, stylistically. And it felt very technical to me, the movie. There's a lot of camera moves that are... There's a lot of... Not obnoxious ones, either. There's, like, like slow pans, and there's, like, pushes in, you know, and that scene on the box, the the Blu-ray cover, it's the picture of them in the car. The camera just comes very slowly towards it, as though, you know, we're just being a voyeur, having a look. All those things, it made it feel creepy... And a lot of the creepness to this movie for me was things that were going on in my mind while I was watching it. Because I kept thinking, okay, so this is happening to me. So I just drive in my car and I just go a thousand miles. Because we have to explain, this thing that follows you, it doesn't leg it. It doesn't, like, run a thousand miles an hour and chase after you. It walks. It doesn't run, it walks, but it just keeps coming. It knows where you are, like like you're on a GPS... And it will come and get you eventually. So, if you get enough distance between you and it, it will take a while for it to get to you. Maybe days, maybe months. But in your mind, psychologically, it is coming. No matter how safe you feel, eventually it will come. So, the only way, if you were infected by it, is to move all the time, right? Keep moving. Or you go
1: far away over to this coast, a thousand miles, fly over there. Now, it's going to take it months to walk across the country. As soon as you see it, you've got your ticket ready.
0: Right. <laughs> you just get in the car, drive all the I way. I mean, back. there is a way of, def- of not defeating it, but diffusing it and living a happy life, right? If you did work that out.
1: You need, you could involve, if you want, if you made this a series, eventually we're getting number six. It follows number six. We're going to have people who devised all kinds of systems yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, have an alert, you know, because, there's a few fishy things about it.
0: There are. If you look under the surface, you might go, well, there's an easy... There's, there's Why can easy
1: she way. see it and nobody can, but then they can yeah. hit it and
0: stuff. So, again, spoilers. So but please. I like those things because kind of. visually they were interesting. Like You know the scene where they're on the beach? I really yeah. love that where her hair was...
1: Yeah, well, that's pretty cheesy. But
0: it was cool. Honest. Like, it was just... And the the door and the whole thing was... I was like, whoa, so there are different rules now. Like, it, it's it's different.
1: That's you know. an issue that I have. Not that we need... We have a guy who tells us the stuff. He's kind of the scientist of the group, but yeah. he doesn't really... It's not scientific, don't get me wrong. He, I mean, he's the character who relays to you what he knows, which is the guy who gives it to her. All he knows is what he knows. And he's the guy who says, damn, this is what happened. I we don't know this. how he knows well, that? He don't, well, because he's lived it. Yeah, he's That's lived it. That's all he knows yeah. is what he's experienced. So we don't have any kind of... um And this is kind of good... Don't get me wrong, because I hate the characters who come along, like in Annabelle, right? The lady in the bookstore yeah. knows everything there is to know about this oh, weird shit.
0: Paul Giamatti in most movies, where he's the um, he's like a scientist that the Paul po- Giamatti. Yeah, like like I was thinking recently, the San Andreas one. No, oh. even the commercial.
1: He's not in a lot of movies. Like he, that?
0: he's often like the person who telegraphs some plot to you.
1: Oh, I disagree, but
0: um, but we'll think about you know in the San Andreas one, he's the one who in tells that you. one, yes, yeah, that he seems like thing.
1: the guy who's telling you.
0: It's a plot person. It's the um e- exposition man. He has I'm to telling, tell you the yeah. story, like as the audience.
1: Well, not telling you the story; they're telling you why this the, thing the rules is of what, what it is. is happening. Yeah,
0: because yeah. you might not understand the science or whatever it is, so we have to tell the audience. And this guy is that,
1: but barely. He doesn't yeah. tell you anything like anything at all. I mean
0: he has to tell her, right first off. He doesn't have to. Well he, he wants ha- to, because I don't think that's he doesn't not care about he it. He
1: doesn't have to. Right. He just probably toiled over it for a long time and then decided, okay, when I do this I'm gonna explain and then that's it. So I that's have- kinda good. I well- like all these little tidbits, but oh when I think about it as a whole like, three things just glare out at me. The thing about cheaping it by not explaining to me how the sex thing is involved. Um, I'm okay not knowing what the thing is, or where it's from, or how he knows there's only one. I don't, I don't need an explanation for any of that. But the other thing was, like, that one scene. See, I, yeah, I thought the beach scene. Again, I was like, no, oh, that looks so, that one thing they did just looked really, It started to look good, and then it looked kind of cheap and sort of college-y, you know, a little bit. And we're hinted at that water is a thing, and that's never explained. Mm -mm. Ever. Like, we don't... All we can figure out... I guess that's okay, then. Because all we figure out from watching it is, it doesn't go in the water. Mm -hmm. Because she goes to the beach, she goes in the pool, it doesn't...
0: Yeah. So... That's all we... I mean, you have to make that for yourself, that it just won't go in the water, right? So... So there's there's a way of getting away from it. You go to an <laughs> island, surrounded by water, it can't get to you.
1: Well, let's see. Will it get on a ferry and just pace back and forth until it gets
0: to the island? It knows how to get to you. I'm talking about an island that doesn't have a ferry that goes there.
1: There's always a ferry. You're going to have to get there somehow.
0: Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or get on any boat and just walk around. Whatever it is, like for it's- me, it's terrifying the prospect of something that comes, slowly comes... Instead of just some mad zombie that runs at you. Just but then, then the. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so there's more to it than we are. Yeah. It doesn't, the it doesn't
0: fully explain no. its.
1: That's why I feel.
0: Almost a, like there might be another one. I feel one. a sequel. Coming yeah. Up. Almost like there might be another one. That's, a, that's a, a, what I was thinking. Um, but I really dig it. Like, I dig it in the way I, I dig The Guest. Which, it's not a fantastic movie, but something about the components put together make it like something that really gets to me. Like, And this movie, I would watch it again. It, I just liked its living, in, I liked its vibe. Just the whole thing. It felt, you know, you know horror movies, like you said earlier, they often have teenage kids who are just irritating. Even Cabin in the Woods at Disposable. the beginning. Yeah, Disposable. Yeah, you know, like, you're like, oh, cheerleader, jock, blah, blah, blah. The kids in this movie, they're different. They're not, you could say, oh, well, no, they're stereotypical on the other side of the fence. They're kind of like the other kind of kids.
1: Yeah, a little bit understated, uh, sort of.
0: But, for some reason, I enjoy that more. Like, I, the jock and the cheerleader, and, yeah, everybody knows. And, like, they go, oh, well, they're going to get what's coming to them because they're all superficial and stuff. These kids don't really have all that so and i cared for them immediately like i was like i really like paul and i like a sister and the what's the other girl's name it's a good
1: trick though to pull off in a movie where you're not instantly like i
0: dislike these people so when they die who cares like you know that
1: often But that's a better tactic isn't it to make them not yeah make them not dislikable as in oh i'm a jock and there's a jock i relate more like this like you get
0: like I felt the relationship between them all, that they're friends, you know. Um, just the mon- just there's a lot of mundane parts in this movie which actually make it better. Like where she's swimming in the pool, or just going in watching the TV with her yeah. family.
1: Oh, I know my favorite thing about <coughs> it, but you go on. I'll say it after you're done.
0: That just makes it. Some people might say, "Oh well, it's all art house and indie because there's all these like lingering shots on like, you know, the side of the house or her uh, floating in the pool or whatever." And yes, it is, in a a way, does feel a bit, you know, arty or whatever, that part. But I think it adds to it because I just felt the vibe of, like, they live in this kind of no place. It's kind of... No place, no
1: time. No, no time. This is my favorite thing about the movie is it can also be seen as sort of pretentious, so I can fully grasp that. But as I'm watching, I actually enjoy the sort of, overt like it's right in your face that we are playing games that are 30 and 40 years old and 50 years old and we're watching movies that are from the 50s we have no flat screen tvs we have no cell phones we have nothing like that the cars are old the clothes are all very downplayed the houses are all still even on the outs whole neighborhoods that look 50s 60s 70s 80s yeah it's all very timeless the only piece of technology two pieces one in the very beginning, we see a girl with a cell phone. Yeah, we do. Briefly.
0: Phone, yeah. And number
1: two is the girl has this, it's like a makeup thing. Um, but it's an e But it is. it has like a, it's like a shell that you open Kindle. up. It's <laughs> little, little tiny thing in your hand. Just like a makeup compact. Yeah. And yet inside of there, she can read a book. Yeah. And that's it.
0: Yeah. The and only... there's no explanation for all of no, this. No, nobody's. But it makes it feel different.
1: Yeah, but you feel like it's now. Mm-hmm. But you feel like it's also stuck somewhere in a weird twilight Zone-y kind of thing because they play old maid, they watch those really they watch old, old movies, TVs, yeah.
0: Like tube yeah. TVs and the, what else was old? The cl- even the wardrobe was slightly Some. out of time. But, yeah. But there again, nowadays, you know, because things come around again, and it doesn't feel out of time. No. but it feels maybe not. But when you
1: realize you're not getting fed, check your cell phone. Oh my god, yeah, about nothing. Facebook. You're Twitter, not getting any no, no, of that. No,
0: no. I appreciated that a yeah. lot. And I think that's what made this film feel like good. Like it like it has all that. It has It the... could have
1: been a Twilight Zone episode, when you think about it. It's just kind of or off Or an
0: X file or
1: No, I think more Twilight Zoney.
0: But I'm trying to think if there was an X file to do with sex and there was a couple. Wasn't the I... one
1: about the tattoo? But I don't know if that, that was sex that was just the jealous tattoo. Yeah,
0: one. there was yeah, there's well, he, a... yeah,
1: Just, I'm going tell everybody, you've got X-Files on the brain, because you're reading about it, it's coming out with a new series, you love them, you're like in love with them. I'm almost ever... ready to stop watching You're in love it with me, a Scull- or Scully was your... That's why you are ascully.com, because it's Agent Scully. If no one ever put the pieces together,
0: that's why. I was also... And yet your site
1: <laughs> has nothing to do with the X-Files.
0: I was also thinking, it... Torchwood had a sex one. Like a sex... um. The first episode ever of Torchwood.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because it was seeking, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you would just dissolve into
0: yeah. ashes. So, yeah, it's been covered before, but yeah. I liked how this was covered. I liked the performances from everybody. The music was exceptional for me.
1: We have Species as well. All she wants to do species is have sex with is, his... Yeah there, yeah, there you go.
0: And that's really good. I like that one too. But this is different than those movies. It isn't that Hollywoody type of stereotypical there's thing. There's no
1: government agency off to the side no. who's trying to find this thing and kill it. I said then... to you, it's the
0: <laughs> second film we've watched recently that is devoid of parents and has, adult presence. It has, has
1: parents in it. A parent.
0: Right. That's kind of weird. But the adult presence is kind of, even when they go to the place to look something up, there's a woman who's helping them. You just see a back. You yeah. don't ever, like, they don't make them characters. Exactly. As. So I, I don't know if that's to appeal to teenagers more or... Because teenagers don't want to watch the parents. Or the, you know, they don't want to see the parents much.
1: Well, that irrelevant not relevant to the story. When you've watched it all,
0: you realize. But I really dig this movie. It was very good. A big surprise for me because I don't know what this... Uh, you know, I don't know whether it was going to be good or bad. It's one of those...
1: I disagree it, that it's the best movie of its type in the last 10 years. Yeah,
0: I disagree with that. But I can't that's think hyping. Of an that's super hyping something yeah. up. But I mean, we watched Annabelle, and I think that's really low grade like horror. It's just really oh god, like you're just doing everything that's been done before. In fact, so, you're doing everything that's been done before so much. I'm not even scared by it. With this, you don't really exactly know whatever is going to happen. You're I mean, right. It's, it's in me- your
1: mind more. The idea that no matter thinking. where you are, there's something.
0: Something that just keeps coming is terrifying to me. And this movie was actually based on And
1: only for you. Yeah. It's not like it's they can't gonna see get it. there's nobody else it can get in the meantime. There's nobody there's no trail before you or people it can find. It's literally connected to you.
0: I I, I guess really... you
1: think of it as sort of a uh what did you say, like a mysterious sexually transmitted disease. Yeah, really. Because it's not in you, it's just part of you now. I like, really it's like that spirit gag
0: world. They did a gag in the movie where the music again starts pumping up, and there's it's coming across a field, yeah. and it's really like oh shit, it's getting really close. That gag was real. Yeah, was I'm good. not going to mention the whole gag, but it was just. I thought that was really. Well, well you said
1: done. it's a gag, and then you described it, I think people probably it's pretty out well. Well, well,
0: they might not know which one it was, but it's pretty well done. Like it was, um, I, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of, it's lightened the mood a little bit in the middle of this movie, and then they just slap you back into the. Ugh. But um, yeah, I, I admire this movie. I think it was technically well made. I think it was, the music's great. The music, I, I got to learn after the fact. The game Fez, if you are a video gamer out there and you played the game Fez, it's Phil Fish's game. Um, it's actually free on PlayStation Plus if you're a PlayStation Plus member. Um, it's a really cool game. It's like a pixel art kind of style. It, it plays with three dimensions. You're actually switching the gameplay from 2 to 3D and you're this little cat, and you've got to explore. It's kind of Super Mario-esque. Well, the music in that game is by the guy who did the music for It Follows, and they are very similar. When you play Fez, it has this odd feel to it because of the music, and this movie is exactly the same. The odd feel to it is because of the music, because it's so in-your-face music. Um, So if you played Fez, you will recognize this kind of music. Um, so let's move well, he on. He didn't
1: invent it. Don't don't exaggerate his importance. No, he didn't invent it, but he's his. copying off a lot of other things. He's combining a lot of different styles, including video game sounds from the '80s, music from John Carpenter movies, other scary movies, and weird sounds. He didn't invent the idea. No, he's just doing. So he's not. What necessary. was he called?
0: Blaster. I don't know. Some Master Blaster.
1: Fucking name. <laughs> disaster piece was his name?
0: Disaster. Piece. I'm
1: known as Disasterpiece. His internet. It's oh his
0: Twitter thing. Right, so <laughs> let's move on to the cast. Um Is it Malika or Maika? It's Malika, I think, right?
1: Maika. There's no L.
0: Right, and she plays Jay. Um And we saw her in the guest, and that's the first time I ever saw her. She's actually relatively a new actress. And in the guest, she really won me over. I was like, wow, I really love this girl. She's good. Like she's And again, in this movie, really good. Like you know, sometimes horror actresses get stuck in the same kind of... They do the same thing over and over. You know, like, I don't feel like she did the same thing in this. Well, as I disagree, because G-
1: she was, like, um, low-key like a- both times. Kind of like mm, the semi-damaged, quiet girl who does kind of observe things and, you know... And the guest, she has one thing going on with the family and that makes her kind of thoughtful and same thing in this, really. Yeah, well, I... And the guest, she had... Well, no, both times she could run from things and be scared about things. And so I don't think she was that different, but I like it both times, so... She's
0: good, yeah. She's she's just... I'd like to see her in other things, you know. you know, You know, don't get stuck in horror and these kind of films. Um... I've also got down Keir Gilchrist as Paul. He's a British act- actor. You would never know. He's one of those British actors who does the, you know, the American accent so well. You would never suspect he was a British actor. And I really liked him. He was actually one of my favorite characters, Paul. Cause I kept thinking, oh, Paul's going to, it's not going to be good for Paul. I kept thinking that, like, you know, it was one of those things where I, and I didn't hate anybody. That was the, that's the crooks on this film. They don't make you not like anybody. We didn't
1: dislike anyone, but that doesn't mean someone else might not be bored. Let's—I'll be very honest. I think a lot of people will be super bored by this movie. It's not—it's hmm. not big and bold. Well, come on, think about it. She sits in the pool for about three minutes, literally just floating in the pool, looking at a squirrel, looking around. No dialogue. That's what makes you it and better I for like it. it. Yeah. But that would bore the crap out of a lot of people because they're thinking the entire time, oh, something's gonna happen, something's gonna happen. And then she just gets upset. It's the about pool and atmosphere for me, like this. <laughs> right. But that's very boring to a lot of people.
0: Right. Um, so also, Olivia Lucardi played Yara. And, uh, these are the girls. Uh, Lily Seppi played Kelly, who's uh, the sister of Jay. And Daniel Zavoto played Greg. And he's like. A- oh, good. Yeah, I all, thought all everybody was good, and all all I was gonna say they're all teenagers, but they're not, are they? They're like twenty somethings, aren't they? But they're supposed it to seem be teenagers, like it, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think there was a bad performance at all. I can't think of one. <laughs> so yeah, they did. I mean, The mother was really
1: super blah, but I guess that might have been on purpose. Yeah, but I think really, so. Really like blah, mm. <laughs> Un- like super ineffective.
0: Yeah, but I think I think that might have been a- to do with the. Adults don't really mean much to this story, kind of thing. Um, So this is directed by David Robert Mitchell, and when it said a film by David Robert Mitchell at the beginning, I was like, am I supposed to know who David Robert Mitchell is? So I went and looked, and this is actually... He's done another short film, and then this is his film film. So he's a new director. I'm going to watch out for David Robert Mitchell from now on, because this really... You know, for a first film for somebody, it's pretty good And, you know, the horror genre, some people say, you don't have to really try very hard. It's like the horror genre is the easy thing. People start in that, you know, they go, I don't agree if you do a horror film well like this. It will actually stand out from the rest. And I think this does stand out.
1: Yeah, because it takes a certain kind of hand to subtract all the stuff all the, you look, the markers that you're watching throughout the movie. Now, we get the girl running in her lingerie. We get somebody scared on the beach. We get references to other horror movies. I don't know if you noticed, but there was one where there was like an orderly and a nurse in, in front of a locker and she's standing with her hand on her hip. I swear that's the exact same thing that was in Halloween 2. It's maybe? possible, yeah. I mean, look, I was like, whoa, 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 I've seen this image before. And it was just in passing, you yeah. know? So, but subtract all the things that are, the big markers, and just go from there. Like the thing about not explaining everything, which I I can't knock it, but I need just a tiny bit more, like a tiny bit more.
0: But like, show me this ten times, then show me Annabelle three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't show me that. You again. want to
1: see Annabelle three times? The or next do you mean that, zero?
0: that was the second one, wasn't it? Of the Conjuring, yeah. The Conjuring 3. Don't show me The Conjuring 3. Or
1: The Conjuring, conjuring, as we like to say in another country.
0: Um, Don't don't show The Conjuring 3 again. Just call, you know, I'd rather see something new and interesting like this. Um, And I really do definitely like where it calls back to stuff from the stuff that I like. (laughs) It seems like they did it for me.
1: You like it when they bring up things that you like?
0: That's amazing. (laughs) So there's extras on this Blu-ray, but they're very few and far between. There's a trailer
1: far between, there's nothing.
0: There's a trailer. There's an art gallery. There's actually a commentary, and I've never heard of this before. This is not a director commentary. It's not a producer commentary. It's a critics' commentary. So they've got like five different critics, and they they all, <laughs> I'm assuming, criticize the movie or talk, big about it great it is. talk about how great it is. I'd have to listen to it, which I will later. Um But yeah, critics' commentary. And um, that's it, actually. As I said, let's watch the trailer because there's nothing else to watch in the... um, Yeah, that's why there's not far and
1: few and far between. There's nothing.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's not a ton of stuff, but the movie looks and sounds. Sounds especially good because it is a movie that... really Watch this with the surround sound on. It's that kind of movie. You get some of the scares from the sound, actually. Uh, So, in conclusion, for It Follows, I am giving this a... Whatever I can give it. I don't, have a, I don't have a number scale. Oh, we do have a number scale when we do our written reviews, but um, it's right high up there for me. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, I enjoyed I, it
1: a lot as well. Yeah. I enjoyed it as in I had my bowl of popcorn and I was sort of wide-eyed. And, you know, well, it's easy to find any flaws because when you watch enough movies or do enough of anything, if you look at enough art, it's easy for you to start picking apart the quality of an art, in your mind, what the quality is. If you like cars enough, you're gonna look at enough cars eventually to go like, oh well, you think that's a good car, but here's what's wrong with it. That's how I feel about this movie. I like it overall, and the little bits and pieces that I don't like did not subtract from how much I enjoyed the movie.
0: No, me neither. And, um, at the end of it, I was satisfied. I thought-
1: Satisfied! I,
0: I thought I'd seen a good movie, and that's what counts, right? So, Thank you to Anchor Bay and Stars for the Blu-ray. It's out this Tuesday coming up, so you can pick it up then. If you want to enter a contest, go to aceschoolie.com. You can win a copy of uh, the sequel to Monsters. If you like to film Monsters, we're actually giving away the sequel on Blu-ray. You can pick that up.
1: Have Wait. you ever watched Monsters
0: yet? I have not watched it yet, but I need to. So uh, next week's Blu-ray review is Get Hard, starring Mr. Will Ferrell. So we'll be getting hard next week.
1: Oh, no. I'm I mean- really not looking forward to that.
0: You know I can't what? Help it. You've said that before. Due date was one very specific and you come out and you thought it was good.
1: That was alright.
0: So I don't <laughs> I, whenever you say I'm not looking forward yeah, to it. But I it.
1: really dislike all the elements of this one. Like dislike. Well I don't dislike Will Ferrell, but I dislike the concept. Well
0: next week you will listen to an hour of Sid Talk saying that she doesn't like <laughs>
1: or it how talk. wrong I was. Yeah.
0: So uh movie <laughs> recommendations this week. I am going uh It Follows, uh, based on It Follows. The Guest, another film that came out this year, it's very in the same whatever you would call it for it follows. It's not a horror movie.
1: It is because we there's a couple horror things that
0: yeah, psychological, I would say. But you
1: know how horrible it can be.
0: Yeah, so yeah, the Gu- the Guest, it's really good, and I don't think a lot of people saw it because I think it was one of those under the radar type movies that just came and went. And my other one is the original John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct Thirteen. It's, my favourite John Carpenter movie is The Thing, but followed closely behind by Assault and Precinct 13, which I think is an amazing movie. Another one that people, I don't think, realise is John Carpenter. I've never seen it. It's good. It's a psychological, it's about being held up in a police station, some people being held up in a police station with baddies on the outside, and it plays like a horror because it's very suspenseful, and that's what he's good at. Uh, and it, it's full of this music. It is super John Carpenter. So yeah, a solid precinct thirteen. Definitely should watch it. There was a remake of it that they made. Don't watch that one. It's terrible.
1: Yeah, that was John Travolta and. Yeah, it was really bad. What's his face? Uh, Denzel Washington. And I am going to recommend classics that I can't deny come to my mind when I'm watching this movie, which are Halloween and Friday the 13th. Not the ones made later in life, but the actual, like, 1979, 1978 and 79, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Those. Because, I don't know if you are, if you're 17 right now, and you watch that for the first time, and you haven't been much of a movie watcher, would it have the same impact? I don't know. I'd like to. I'd be interested, but so many people have seen things in their life that would numb them to these things. But it's still creepy. It's got the same vibe of here comes a thing walking down, a, down the sidewalk towards you, and you turn around and it's gone, and there's the
0: music in the background. So I say, I would love to not have experienced any of that and be a youngster now. And just kind of go, oh, I want to see the old stuff. I want to see what the old stuff's like and go and watch all that Yeah, but stuff. you were
1: young. You could have watched the old stuff to when you were young.
0: Yeah, like. but you don't, do you? But there's so much, there's so many, like, cherries to pick from <laughs> in that genre of the 80s and the 70s. It's just full of interesting, Evil weird dead
1: stuff. If you've never seen anything like it before. Just
0: interesting Escape from L.A. and The Thing. and There's just so many, like... Cool are you saying there aren't now? Indiana Jones. There, there are now. It's different, though, isn't it? We're in a superhero. I would say
1: that something like, um, what's it called, where death is coming for you all the time, because they final think- destination. Final destination was one of those that was different. Yeah, it, it wasn't different as in. You know, you have a group of teenagers that are semi-obnoxious and they're all going to get picked up one by one. That is not new. But the concept, I actually like the concept. I only watched the first two, I think, maybe three. And there was seven. Right. But I still thought that was a more of its time, one of those things. Or Scream, because Scream and Saw. They made, you know, Scream makes fun of all the old ones, but comes up with its own Mm -hmm. twist as well. So that was acceptable.
0: I also didn't watch the Scream's on like a level of... Cabin in the Woods. It's like making fun of its thing, but also oh, no, adding to it. don't think it's on that
1: level of that at all.
0: I mean, it's that kind of, it's that kind of thing. It's like we're taking the genre, yeah, and we're we're going to like make fun of it a little bit, but you're also going to be affected by this, right? The it's not way. like
1: a takeoff movie, like no, a. No,
0: it's not like airplane. No, it's
1: no. yeah, exactly. It's like we're folding all the things you should know about horror movies into this well, horror,
0: and movie. we're actually a horror movie, right? We're not a stupid movie. So, yeah. It... I mean, they're kind of stupid, but. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> yeah. but, but still, no, there's still a plot, and they, it's yeah. not it's not completely bonkers. like uh, It is. This it's is bonkers. another Teen movie, epic movie, all those kind of things. It movies. is bonkers, though. About
1: the mother being dead and all that kind of weird stuff, so. But. So, I guess in the recent year, I don't know about now, though, because I don't, other than the DVDs we watch, or Blu rays we watch, I don't keep up with the constant flow
0: of what's coming out, or what's available. It's a lot of action and special effects. Because if you can
1: watch an American horror story or The Walking Dead, and those are just television shows that encapsulate the horror, the gore, the overriding themes of apocalyptic things or magic and um, destruction and evil spirits, and all of it can come crashing down on you, and you're just sitting there watching Netflix on your couch. Yeah, you're just watching your evening TV. Then it would have a certain effect. Whereas when we were kids, it was nothing like that on television. Mm -mm. Not even a little bit. Except on the late night Saturday movie. And that's when you could, at one o'clock in the morning, that's when I saw Charles Manson on a movie. That's when I saw Exorcist for the first time, you know. But it was this very weird, off in the corner, we don't really know. Rosemary's baby. I was
0: exposed to all that via my foster father rented a lot of horror movies on VHS, and right. they would be there, and then they'd be out, and we'd put them on and watch them.
1: Watch, exactly. Yeah. If, you had, if you could sneak in. Not or, supposed but to But it see wasn't it. just like, you couldn't just click a button and be like, oh, I'm going to watch The Exorcist now.
0: Now there's a lot of...
1: Yeah.
0: Places Kids to don't know dip how
1: good they've got.
0: Your, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so games and A. Scully stuff. Number one, Ernest Klein's book Armada is out this week. Um, I have read the first three chapters so far. He's the author of Ready Player One, which is my favorite book of a, I would say my favorite book of this, of the decade. It is an amazing book, which feels like it was wrote for me. <laughs> if you're a pop culture type of person. Particularly video games. Video games and movies, for instance. There's a lot of movie stuff in that too. And it's all 80s, 90s. Uh, yeah, it's that kind of book. This book. Amada, it's not the follow-up to Ready Player One, it's a new story. But it uses the same kind of things. It, even I read a chapter to you, it, it just calls back at things and it will go, oh, this thing reminds, reminds me of the guy from Ferris Pure's Day Off. Or, there's a lot of that, so you can kind of relate to it pretty easily for a certain age. Um, it's out actually on Tuesday. You can pick it up then. I would say if you like Ready Player One, go for it. The other thing is, I have installed Windows 10 on my computer this week. <laughs> Uh, Windows, 10, Hallelujah. Windows 10, as you all know, um, I okay. mean, I've installed Windows 10 a while back, but this is the new build. That, you know uh, that
1: everyone doesn't know about the newest um,
0: Windows. Windows and stuff. No, well, if you don't, uh, on July the 29th, which is very, very shortly, Windows 10 is actually released to the public. You can go and buy it in the stores or you can get a free upgrade if you own Windows 8 or Windows 7. So if you already have Windows 8 or 7 on your computer, you probably noticed a little Windows logo in your taskbar. Sid has got one there. I can see it. I didn't
1: notice it till you told me about it, though.
0: No, but that little, that little icon means that you're eligible to have a free upgrade to Windows 10. Uh, so I've installed Windows 10 on my computer this week. And I will say, and I've always said this to you before. Don't ever do the upgrade process when you're when you're upgrading Windows. Just reformat and go clean with a brand new version of Windows. Now, I didn't do that this time just because I, I... Well, I've never had any luck with it. You know that. If I say I'm going to upgrade, I usually end up having to reformat the same day, don't I? So, I've never had any luck with it.
1: I feel like you're telling the story in a way that makes it sound like everything went okay.
0: This time, I upgraded. There was one issue... It's all working perfectly, and it's been running for three days now, and I leave my computer on most of the time. Um, There was one issue, and it was my mouse drivers, and the way I fixed it was uninstalled them and put them back in again, and then it worked. So it wasn't a difficult fix even. So I can honestly say if you're going to upgrade to Windows 8 using the upgrade thing in your taskbar on July the 29th, it's probably going to be good because it went fine for me, and I have a lot of things installed on my computer. So I am probably in the small minority of people who... The computer's full of stuff, like full of programs, full of things. Some people that just have their email and their web browser. You would definitely upgrade fine. So July the 29th, you can get it for free if you've got seven or eight, which you probably have. Most, new computer, most computers in the last five years are going to have either of those. Um, but if you want to just get it now, like I have, I'm not special... There's something called the Windows Insider Program. Just search for Windows Insider Program. Sign special.
1: Special. Up.
0: If you sign up for the Windows Insider Program, they give you this build immediately. You can install it straight away. And then when the final version does come out on the 29th, this will up- update itself to it. So you can try it now, or you can wait till the 29th. Uh, I really like it. There's a lot of things in it that are small upgrades to Windows 8, but good upgrades to Windows 8. Like like it doesn't you don't necessarily have to upgrade but it's a sm- it's it feels small like incremental but good like oh the start menu is not a full screen anymore it's nice it's just a little start menu like you used to it's easier to use those full screen apps that windows 8 that has that are kind of cool but you can only run them full screen so they're totally irritating who would ever use them now you can run them all in a window. It's way better just being able to run those in a window. That should have been a feature in Windows 8 anyway. Um, so yeah, Windows 10. You can pick it up on the 29th or now. Go to windowsinsider.com. Uh, humans. We watched a show this week.
1: With humans in it, yes, we did. We often do.
0: This is a <laughs> Channel 4 show from the UK. It's actually also be showing being shown on AMC in America. Um, they're actually showing it. Like, it's on in England on a Sunday, and then it's on on a Friday in America, so there's not much delay on that. So you might have seen it already. Yeah. It's called Humans. Uh, It's a British show. It's a sci-fi show. We watched the first four episodes, which is all there is so far. What did you think?
1: I think it's really good. And how to describe it, it's like combining iRobots with Data. You know who
0: Data is. It's just got this interesting premise to me, like, immediately.
1: Synthetic humans.
0: You can buy one.
1: Yeah, just as a... Like a data. Yeah. Data
0: from Star Trek. And it will assist you in your day-to-day life.
1: Yeah. And then all the things that can... All the things they probably set... Someone sat down and wrote a list. Pros and cons. What would be the best things about having humanoids who are... You know, robots that are humanoid. That are just like us, but like machines. And what are all the worst things, the fears we would have, what the potential worst things they could do, how we could or couldn't control them. And it touches on a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's sort of regimented in that way. You can feel it in every episode. They're touching on issues that fear and the benefits, how we would decide whether or not to give them, like, rights, because if they're sentient in a way, if we've given them the ability to think and feel, then they're thinking and feeling because what's the difference? Just you can turn them off, you know? But if we give them those, then their feelings can be wrong, and they can do things like violence or become an army against you when they're actually, they have no feeling about it at all. They just kind of, so all those things are addressed, but in a very subtle-ish. Yeah. Kind of subtle way.
0: Because it's like a British show, and it's very ordinary life, but, you know, it's a family. They buy one of these, um, what are they call synths, and uh, you know, you buy you basically buy a synth to um, make your life easier. You know, they'll vacuum the floor, they will make you dinner, they will.
1: Well, that's sort of the sugar-coated version.
0: We know that that's not all people. Well, I buy mean, them that's how they're marketed to the people. Like you, you, go into the. It's almost like you go to the Apple store. Yeah. Whoever makes them. It's exactly that. You actually see the guy go and buy his, yeah. like in his in the showroom. They give you it. Take it home. You turn it on. It gets to know your owner a bit.
1: manual. It has everything to do with
0: yeah, and uh, what to do with it, how to fix and it. And then if you were, you know, you you know, it helps you around the house. or you it do has other an adult package it. included,
1: yeah. an adult software package, so you can kind things. of use your own mind for that. But
0: then it explores the darker side of what we might mm-hmm. do. Um, but yeah, it's a cool show. It's um, this. I was going to say, I know all the people in it. But, you know, it's a lot of British actors. I think it's well acted. I think I really like all the characters. Um, but for Americans, William Hurt is like the big name. And he's, I love that part yeah. of the story. It's he's actually, an
1: unreal a, guy. Yeah. I like him.
0: Um, so, yeah, Humans. It's um, on uh, Sunday nights on uh, Channel 4, Friday nights on AMC. You can watch it wherever you are. I love that. that the world's yeah, becoming... Yeah, yeah,
1: very much better.
0: Um, you know, it should be like that for everything now, shouldn't it? Like, you should see everything everywhere. So, uh, tonight, what's for dinner, Doc.
1: Tonight, I'm going to the store, and I'm going to get a pre-made curry sauce, which we love. It's a Thai coconut curry. True. Corn, Q-U-O-R-N, we've had this before, so people are getting used to it. Um, either the bits, or the patties, or the, whatever they're called. It's a, we don't eat meat, so these are, uh...
0: Chicken things?
1: Chicken things. Chicken, C-H-K, apostrophe in, So it's, it's I don't like to say it's fake meat because it doesn't even have that. It's no more less chickeny than if I were to go buy a pressed chicken um, round. You can go to the store and you're looking for pressed deli meats, which means they've taken the animal, they've killed it, cut it apart, boiled every bit of it, pretty much, bits, everything, and then scraped all of that off the bones, and then they mush it all together, and then you make it so you can slice it into deli meat. That's what your turkey is, that's what your chicken is, a lot of them are this pressed meat. This is no different from that, texture-wise, or flavor, it just isn't a dead chicken. It's just other things. It's it's like a mushroom-based and vegetable-based, and so I... I've become very attached to them. (laughs) They're so easy. You just literally take it out. as We're not talking about all fresh foods here or anything. I'm not making anything from scratch. You just take it out of the bag. You put it in the sauce. You throw in some frozen peas and carrots. Cook it for 20 minutes. And that is it. And And it is so delicious. And we have couscous, which is the mushroom flavored, which is my favorite. So that's where I am for dinner. A lazy... It's not as lazy as Subway, which I keep, I keep thinking, oh, maybe I'll just get Subway. So once I get in the car, I might have changed my mind. But as it stands, I'm willing to make the curry. It's willing as if it's so hard.
0: I'll get Subway today, make the curry tomorrow.
1: (laughs) And then tomorrow I'll say, get the Subway today. We'll be riding bikes and then
0: it's easy when you come (laughs) home.
1: That's right. You're right. You're right. So that's why I'm... Trying.
0: I'm always starving after a bike ride. Makes We've been hit. doing bike rides. Exercise
1: makes me exceptionally hungry. A, I don't eat before I exercise because I've learned if I do I, do, I get sick and I'm going to throw up. I mean, every time. My whole life has been one of those things about exercise. I've hated exercise. It has always made me feel like I'm going to throw up. Always made me nervous. Makes my hands and my feet and my face swell up really bad. Like, it didn't matter. I was in junior high, high school, grade school. Always the same. I... I hate As soon as my heart got to a certain level, I I blew up like a balloon and I was going to vomit. Like it just always Mm, happened. So I've learned as an adult right now, I do like riding our bikes a lot. I don't want to get that feeling. So what do I do? I figured out, I tried to eat a couple times before I got uh, every mile. I felt like I was going to throw up and I started feeling that my heart palpitation and my hands swell up really bad, really red. So I think, okay, I'm not. I'm gonna eliminate eating. I'm gonna drink some more water. See if that helps. That helps in that certain department. So yeah, I'd rather eat after, and I'm starving afterwards. Like, and I
0: eat before. I always make sure about an hour before I eat, but then afterwards, I feel like I could eat a horse. Like it's crazy.
1: <laughs> Don't say that. Would you eat a horse now that you're I would vegetarian? eat like a
0: whole cabbage?
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 shaped like a horse <laughs>
0: <laughs> like an apple Oh,
1: cabbage sounds good Ooh, that vegetable i made the other night it wasn't mentioned in any of these shows but it was like a bag of slaw yeah, it was that good. was left over like uh, the slaw vegetables cut up like for slaw again a pre-packaged thing it didn't have the dressing in it so i just threw it in the pan frozen corn frozen peas and carrots a can of potatoes put a bunch of almond milk in it let it all cook down with some curry powder Oh, my God. It was amazing. Like, amazing. <laughs> am, am I boring you with my food talk since you put your helmet back on? You're quite cute, I must say. Thanks. <laughs> because I'm wearing a helmet. Only with the helmet, yeah.
0: <laughs> I will always wear the helmet from this.
1: Aw. Sweet. And my advice? Is that what you're going to yeah, say? Yeah, your
0: advice before we end this podcast.
1: I forgot what it is. Oh, yeah. Just accept it, everybody. We're... Maybe not be in your my lifetimes, right? Because we're all going to... The people listening to this, the most we're ever going to live is another 70, 80, maybe 100 years. Depends on how old you are. Sometime, humans are going to figure out, through whatever tools we have, that there is life somewhere else. True. Not on this planet. You just need to accept it because when you deny it or think it's weird or crazy, it's like... A delusion that this is it. I think it's very weird when I hear people absolutely, adamantly say, this is, we're special here on Earth and for all the God reasons, which I don't believe in any gods, for all these weird scientific reasons. Like, if you can apply that science to this rock floating around in space, then you can apply it to every rock that has the same exact potential. So, I'm just saying, just accept it. I'm not talking about aliens with weird heads and blue hair coming down and destroying us all, or bringing us this a- a- the e- the answers to all of eternity and life's questions, or whatever. I'm just saying there's gonna be there's life out there somewhere. True. We, we're not it. That's it. Just accept that you don't have to sit here and wait on it. You don't have to be afraid of it. If it's gonna come and attack us, it is. If it's not, it's not. It just is what it is. I don't know why that occurred to me today. I heard somebody say something about. How that the person who thought about life somewhere else, some scientific article, and them saying something about that, you know, Earth is the chosen place, and that we don't even know if other planets exist. Uh. That's just what we're told. And I was like, okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. no, It's an expression. No God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my no God. Oh, my no God. So just accept it. Move on.
0: All right. So let me remind you about our website. It's aschoolie.com, sidso.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on um, Microsoft Groove, I believe they're calling it now. And the iTunes Music Store or the RSS feed. Go to aschoolie.com. Click on the word podcast. You can also catch us on stitcher.com. They host podcasts and we're actually on there. Search for after the show. You can email feedback to me at, aschoolie at aschoolie.com. Don't email sidtalk. And finally, stay classy me, because it's my birthday this week. Thank
1: you. <laughs> stay classy you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have to imply that you're classy to begin with. You're kind of classy. And I'm going to say, think you for yourself, because if you don't, somebody's doing it for you.